0: Hi, this is Roger from American Dad. You're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast with your host, Rob i Oh, he's so delightful. Just got to say, he's got come of a big head, so I kind of get it with that, but it's all right. He's got the chin strap going, and with that jaw, he can pull it off, no problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bob Culture Podcast. Now, right now, we're honored to be talking to the creator and writer of the new book, Breaking Through the Silence, hashtag men2, which is already the number one new release and number one bestseller uh, in its category on Amazon.com. Guys, please welcome back to the show our good friend, author, Marissa Cohen. What's up, Marissa? How are you?
1: I'm great, thanks. How are you?
0: Everything's great. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm just excited to talk to you. Uh, intense couple days for you, for sure.
1: Oh yeah. Um, releasing a book, especially when you're self-publishing, is a lot. Uh, right. <laughs> you're doing all of the promoting, all of the editing, all of the stuff yourself, and so it becomes more of like a like a full time job than I guess what people think. But it's been amazing. I wouldn't trade it for the world it just makes the thrill of making it a bestseller all that more um like of an accomplishment
0: that's amazing and congratulations again i noticed when i was looking on amazon you know doing my homework obviously i'm familiar with the uh, first book Uh, i did see publisher marissa cohen as well so you're doing everything you're killing it right now but, you know, more importantly, you're doing a lot of great work for some people who've been in some tough situations. Uh, now, the first book, Breaking Through the Silence, there's so many powerful stories we talked about in the past on the podcast. What was the feedback you got from the first book and what made you decide to go ahead and do a second book?
1: Wow. Um, so the feedback that I got from the first book was the most inspiring and heartwarming feedback I've gotten about anything in my life. Um, I had so many people reaching out to me, telling me how amazing it was that I was sharing my story Mm. and that they're now empowered to share theirs. I had hundreds of people reaching out to me, just sharing their story. And that was exhilarating for me. And it was so worth it. It made the whole process um, so much more fruitful and it, it felt amazing. So basically... What it encouraged me to do was jumpstart the Breaking Through the Silence series. And I have about 17 other books in the works. Not, they're not all coming out at the same time. I'm not psychotic.
0: Um, <laughs> wow. But
1: I, <laughs> but I have um, a lot of ideas. I want to do a book about military personnel who have been assaulted in the military or out of the military or how it affected them you know, in their life related to the military Uh, I want to do one with LGBTQ that community has the highest risk of being assaulted or abused and I want to really showcase that and make people understand that it's not like I'm, I'm all about you know that lifestyle is not a choice that is something that is ingrained in them it is their sexuality it's their identity that's that's how they feel about their chosen partner and to say that that's a choice, I think, is still pretty ignorant. Um, and I want to kind of showcase that the people who are in this community are already at a high risk because they feel so isolated from people. It almost puts a target on their back.
0: Hmm. And
1: so I want to, I want people to really understand that, um, that this isn't them doing something for attention or, you know, they just want to be different. It has nothing to do with that. They're not trying to you know, air quote sin. It is something that is a part of them, a part of their being. And I want, and I want to show that, but I also want to show that they are at highest risk and we need to love and coddle them the same way we love and coddle women and hopefully now men who are survivors.
0: Wow. Very well said. And it's exciting to see you got a whole, you know, like you said, kind of series coming out slowly. That's great. All the topics, um, you know, things you would never kind of think of. You know, you're talking about the military. That's very fascinating to me. But uh, again, what was very fascinating to me about this second book, um, you know, you talk about the and, and the risk of sounding naive here. You know, you talk about the hashtag Me Too movement. I would say, you know, I Googled this a little bit. Again, at the risk of sounding naive, you would usually think as the women as victims. But uh, this book, you have the hashtag Men Too. Uh, Very clever. Did a lot of men approach you after the first book? Was this something um, you just kind of thought about? How did this come about? It's very interesting to me.
1: (laughs) That's a great question. So um, a lot of men in the beginning, when I was working on my first book, I approached a handful of men who I knew had been victimized and across the board, every single one of them, other than one person said, Nope, Nope, not touching it, not doing it. Don't Mm. talk to me about this. We're not, we're not doing it. And I was really surprised. Um, because at that point I wasn't familiar with the frequency of men being assaulted, but even more than that, really the, the aftermath for men or, you know, the stigma for men, because it just never crossed my mind. It wasn't something I thought about. And so that was a huge realization for me. And then what kind of solidified me wanting to do a book about men after my first book came out was um, this one experience I had. I was out with a couple friends, and we ended up running into a coworker of mine who asked me if I had a copy in my car that they could buy. And I said, absolutely. So I, I went oh. out and I brought the book in. And it was it was a guy co worker. And he just placed it on the bar where he was sitting. You know, he, he knew all about my book. He knew about my story. Okay. And these two men who I didn't know who were also at the bar, walked over, looked at it, you could tell they were curious, they didn't want to touch it. It was like hot lava, you know, you don't want to touch it, but you kind of want to look and I walked by and I said, that's my book. I just released it. You know, it's called Breaking the Silence about survivors of sexual assault. And they were like, are there any men in there? And I said, there's one man in there, um, but most men don't feel comfortable talking about it. And both guys separately pulled me aside at different points in the night and said, hey, I want to tell you my story. Wow. And they said, you you look like a person who would understand and not judge me. And so I want to tell you. And I was really floored. I was really honored that they felt that comfortable. Neither of them had ever spoken about it before, something they told me, and that they finally felt comfortable talking to me because they knew I wouldn't judge them. And that, to me, was so sad. You know, how these were adult males, probably in their 40s or 50s, with kids my age, and they'd never spoken about abuse from when they were children. And I was so inspired. I wanted to change that. That was, for. I'm sorry if this is inappropriate, that was bullshit. You know, I don't think that it's fair that this Me Too movement is happening all around us. And survivors all over the place are hashtagging Me Too on Facebook, on Instagram, on all social media. There are millions of women coming forward. And the more I investigated, the more I saw that any man that hashtagged Me Too was kind of getting berated by women. Saying really? that, That's, yeah, it was, it was actually horrifying that, you know, any man that came forward and said Me Too, women would jump on it and be like, this isn't for you. You be quiet. You know, this is a women's movement. You're not part of this. And I was so disgusted with that. I didn't think that was fair. Survivors aren't gendered. This isn't a gender specific problem. This is an everyone problem. Men are survivors too. Men deal with this too as children, as adults, abused by men, by women, by anyone. It's, it's not a women problem. So in, in Hashtag Men 2, I have several men who were abused in adulthood or in childhood by women. You know, I just needed to kind of push that point across that this is not a, a man versus woman issue. Right. This is an everyone issue. And I had 27 amazing survivors come forward and several that I interviewed or that, you know, reached out to me but weren't comfortable because they still felt that they were going to be uh, ostracized for it or that they were going to be, um, you know, there was still that stigma that they were still going to be, you know, yelled at or, you know, not believed or doubted, you know. And that was heartbreaking. But, you know, I, I wanted to I wanted to give that voice back to men.
0: Wow, that r- really incredible story. Well said. Um, firstly, that meetup, like you said, um, at the cafe or the bar, whatever it was, um, that's you know that seemed like it was meant to be. That's really interesting, and you know they they needed to meet you and tell their story. You know that's like incredible. That was meant to be. Um, and then se- secondly, like I said, talking about the hashtag uh, Me Too movement. You know, like I said, at the risk of sounding naive, I did a little homework myself. And um, you know some of the things that would pop up. What should men think about the hashtag Me Too mo- movement? So I think your book really is a, a game changer if you think about it. Um, any com- any thoughts on that?
1: I hope it's a game changer. I think, like I said before, every survivor deserves that community. You know, we're all survivors. It's not a gender thing. Every yeah. des- every survivor deserves respect dignity, a hug, and a community to come to that will empower them and encourage them to tell their story and break out of that darkness.
0: Wow, really well said. And something I wanted to ask you, you know, we, we kind of talked about your story in the last book. We're talking about um, other people's, you know, coming to you and just talking about it, um, having it printed. Um, for you and for some of these people in the book, is that part of the healing process of being a survivor?
1: A lot of people have said that speaking about their abuse is therapeutic. And I would, I would have to agree. I think that the first time you speak out is the scariest moment of your life thus far. Mm. You know, what happened to you happens and then it's over. And I'm not downplaying that. What happens is absolutely horrific. Yeah. But a lot of people just try and forget about it and don't talk about it, thinking that, okay, well, if I don't talk about it or if I don't think about it, it'll just go away. I have to make this go away. And that's not how it works. So when you have to relive it and speak it for the first time, you're taking power away from that experience and putting it back into yourself and into your heart and into your soul. So I think that the, the main point of all of these books is going to be to encourage people to speak their truth and to find their voice again. Because losing your voice in such a violent and unnecessary way um, is really debilitating. I didn't talk about it for six months. And to be honest, that's a really short amount of time. Mm. I, I happened to be very lucky that I had such a strong support network around me and that I felt so comfortable with the people around me that I was able to say it, but not everybody is that lucky.
0: That's crazy. And I'm sure a lot of people like repress things like that, too, as well. So, uh, again, we talk about it being therapeutic and, and, you know, great job out of you with the first book. This one already hitting number one on Amazon. Uh, Like I said to you earlier, never doubt. We knew it would. Good job out of you. Um, Are you are you going to be doing any more of those live readings or anything like that? Where can people kind of tune in for that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm going to start doing them probably not tonight. Sometime this week, I haven't decided yet, I wanted to give people who ordered paperback copies an opportunity to get their book. Um, so you can follow me on my Facebook page, my author page. It's Marissa F. Cohen. So I think it's Facebook.com slash Marissa F. Cohen, M-A-R-I-S-S-A, F, as in Frank, or Faye, uh C-O-H-E-N. And... I'll do live readings. I'm going to try and do them once or twice a week. Um, and then I also am going to do live chats about sexual assault and different subjects related to sexual assault. And if anybody has any ideas or questions, I'm happy to answer them
0: wow, great. Uh, on there. Great job out of you, Marissa, as always. Um, And kind of, uh, you know, not to be cliche, but I mean, for you, you've accomplished so much with the first book. Uh, What did it mean to you to, you know, hit number one on Amazon and and in all those categories uh, over the weekend?
1: It was so, it was amazing. The first book, I was really confident um, that I would be a bestseller, if we're being honest. I just had so much support behind it because it was my story and it was very personal to me. Yeah all of my friends really rallied and they were all like, you know, talking up the book and really helping. And I was more concerned with this book that it wasn't going to do that well because the subject matter is so controversial. Um, And because, you know, men typically won't stand up for a book about this because they don't want to be um, either, either identified as a survivor or they don't want to be not, not be a survivor and think they're supporting this and have people think that they're a survivor like you know i just didn't want any i didn't want anyone to get any negative clout and i'm sure they also didn't want any negative clout around them um so i was concerned that more people would be likely to kind of steer away from it as opposed to embrace it the way they did i was astonished with the amount of support i got i had so many shares for my for my posts i had people posting it all over the place, every domestic violence group, every sexual assault group on Facebook had it on their page, Um, a ton of my friends who are survivors posted about it, I just, I was, I was, it was beautiful. that's (laughs)
0: amazing no that's that's amazing i mean you're you know you're doing great and you're doing good things for people um now did a lot of people i in the book do they typically stay anonymous or do people kind of want to put their name on it is that you know i kind of ask like you know we have a lot of these tragic um you know really tough kind of stories um do people like to kind of put their name to it does it you know kind of help with any sort of closure or anything like that or is it more anonymous So
1: for this book, it's typically pretty anonymous. Right. Um, There are a couple people you can identify, um, either because I posted the name of their business or their program, or I put their information in the back.
0: Uh, There
1: were two guys in the book. One has a uh, presentation. It's an interactive one-man show that goes to schools called Ask a Sex Sex Abuse Survivor. And uh, he's phenomenal. So he's identified... Because he gave me permission, I specifically asked him and um, another person who's a a life coach for people who are survivors to help them heal. I also put his information in the back um, because I asked him specifically. But other than that, everybody is unidentifiable. Um, All of their names, places, um, any identifiable information is changed to protect their identity you just don't know what people are going to say or do and especially a lot of these people don't want their abusers to know that they're speaking out about it or oh, to yeah. attack them there's so much room for retaliation and you, you just don't you don't want that kind of negativity around something that's so sensitive
0: Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I I keep talking about, like, the uh, healing process and all the good work that you're doing, uh, you know, having gone through this personally. Um, Tell us a little bit about, I think, last time we were talking about, I believe it was called Within Your Reach.
1: Yep, that's still up and running. Um, I changed it around a little bit. Uh, Within Your Reach is a nonprofit dedicated to help people break their silence. Um, It's open to everyone, and what we do is we create a community community and programs to help survivors have a place to go to speak their truth, get support, and thrive after their abuse. And since then, I also created another business just under my name, Marissa F. Cohen. And it's where I publish my books through and where I publish other people's books through. I started a publishing company. Hey! (laughs) Oh,
0: good for you! (laughs) thanks
1: and um, through that I create programs to help people heal so the nonprofit helps you break your silence and and Marissa Cohen helps people heal so right now my beta testers and focus group are working on my writing program they're working through my writing program called the path to healing through writing it's for survivors to use to teach them to write about their abuse or write for therapy after abuse um, without being re traumatized or triggered because that's a huge problem. True. And writing True. yeah, and writing about it is such a healthy and productive way to heal. So so this is a step by step program that helps you heal through writing. And also it, uh, I weaved in some self development or some personal development into the program to help build confidence, help people get on track and accomplish goals. So it's kind of like a twofer. You, you learn to write about your, your trauma and you learn to heal that way and you're also rebuilding yourself at the same time and setting yourself goals and writing affirmations and working on confidence and it's really beautiful. I worked uh, personally with Jack Canfield and Tony Robbins oh, wow. um, and I put a lot of the lessons I learned from them into that. Um, I also love Rachel Hollis. I'm not like a huge, huge fan, um, but I really like a lot of the things she says. So I weaved in some of her exercises and Bob Proctor and all these famous motivational speakers who are also very accomplished authors and business coaches. Um, So that is in the works. That should be out in January latest. So I'm very excited for that
0: wow okay and, and lastly marissa a very very important question before we get to all the social plugs and stuff you said you're out in chicago right yes i am you like that deep dish pizza out there or is jersey pizza better oof yeah <laughs> deep dish is great don't get me wrong
1: john stewart was onto something though it's like a tomato soup souffle yeah um <laughs> <laughs> no i i will always love my new york pizza it's yes. the best if the oil's not dripping it's not right
0: Yeah, that is the correct answer you passed. It says, I was in Chicago this summer. I had to try the deep dish. It was good. It was different, but got to go with the New York, you know, New Jersey pizza for sure. (laughs) All right, Marissa, more importantly, tell everyone where they can follow you, you know, all the shameless plugs we like to do here on the Bob Culture Podcast, uh, where they can find the book, you know, on Amazon, all that good stuff.
1: All right, perfect. So I am on Facebook. You can friend me personally. I am not I am a friendly, fun person, um, and I post a lot of goofy pictures and videos of my dogs. Um, my name is Marissa Cohen. And then my author page is Marissa F. Cohen. Um, follow within your reach, Facebook.com slash within your reach. Um, I'm on Instagram for both within your reach and for me personally. My handle is Marissa period Faye period Cohen. Um, I started at TikTok because uh, <laughs> oh, okay. my, my project manager uh, introduced me to it and it is hilarious I'm not great at it yet but I'm getting there follow my videos, again, mostly my dogs um, but a lot of live readings and a lot of uh, topical conversation about sexual assault, domestic violence um, weaved in with my goofy dumb dogs <laughs> and uh, let's see I'm on Twitter but don't follow me there because I don't really do anything unless it's a football
0: game and it's usually just hashtag doink because I'm a Bears fan. Oh, okay. That's unfortunate, I know. They won <laughs> yesterday, right? There you go. I think they, they did. Yeah. Hooray. That's the first out of the last five games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's okay. I'm a Giants fan over here, so I, I feel the pain. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, you lost yesterday to the Jets. I'm I know.
0: Lover. It stings, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to it at this point. But... but... <laughs> But Marissa, thank you again uh, for coming on. You know, it's always great to kind of talk to you and, and, you know, tackle some, you know, we do so much pop culture and wrestling. It's good to tackle some important issues and, um, you know, things going on in the world here. So I appreciate what you do, uh, what you're bringing to the table and, and helping out a lot of people. And maybe in the near future, we'll see, uh, you know, book number three.
1: Hopefully next year. I'm going for November 8th,
0: 2020 for book number three. God. Thank you so much for having me. This is always fun. I love
1: talking to you. And um, I will very – I'll talk to you very soon, I'm sure.
0: Oh, always a pleasure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mercer Cohen. The book is Breaking Through the Silence. Hashtag men too. Get it now. Amazon.com. We are out. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Bob Culture Podcast. Don't forget to support the show on patreon.com slash Podcast for some great incentives. I'd like to give a shout out to my patrons, Jay Crow, Shannon Cruz, and, of course, Mike and Michelle Vermilion from Sledgepad Innovations. SledgePad is the bass drum dampening system used by national acts like Pink, Goo Goo Dolls, Share, Collective Soul, and a whole bunch more. Check them out at SledgePad.com. And of course, if you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on YouTube, check us out at Podbean.com, and leave me a review at iTunes.